Welcome to Beyond the Ivory Tower, Conversations on Journalism, with Sandra Banyats and Phoebe Maris. Hi, I'm Phoebe. And I'm Sandra. And you're listening to Beyond the Ivory Tower Conversations on Journalism, our new podcast where we want to have an accessible conversation about current research in journalism intended for an academic audience, but also a broader audience. That was me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, but, but once again, this was fake yeah. news. Shouldn't no. overestimate audience participation. Yeah, yeah. not the audience. Not the audience yeah. Yeah. in general. Yeah. Those were the voices of Wiebke Losen, senior researcher for journalism studies, and Julius Reimer, who is a junior researcher from the Hans Bredow Institute for Media Research in Hamburg, Germany. You'll be hearing more from them in a second. We caught up with them in Odense in Denmark this past March while attending a Korea's journalism section conference and we spoke to them about a whole bunch of things, mainly their work on journalism and audiences, how they got into this area of research, what some of their recent work is all about and also some key questions that they are tackling, such as what is audience participation? How might it affect journalists? And is it even necessary? Is it a good thing? But before we dive in, we want to let you know that this is the very first podcast in the series and we hope to have plenty more coming your way as we keep catching up with different scholars and journalism professionals. Okay, so let's get into it. Okay. My name is Wiebke Losen and I work as a senior researcher for journalism studies at the Hans Bredow Institute for Media Research, which is in Hamburg. And how did it happen that I'm doing audience participation in journalism as a topic. So actually that started, I would say, around 2010. I read an old book, an old book, so to say, one of my holy Bibles, and that is, um, the German title is Journalismus in Deutschland, um, but the first book, and there was a, is a footnote in it. And in the footnote, it is said that the impression or the images that journalists have of their audiences is more or less restricted to um, indirect feedback, so to say, or is limited only to a very few channels of feedback. And then I thought, okay, these times have changed totally. So we have different channels now where, you, where aud even in 2010, so already in 2010, where audiences can give feedback to journalists and, and I thought that would actually change how journalists think about audiences, how they try to make sense of who is listening, who is reading and so on and so forth. And that was the beginning of the idea for a new research project. So, And months or years later, a year later or so, I contacted a colleague, a colleague that was Jan-Henrik Schmidt because I had the feeling I can't do that on my own because I was a classical journalism researcher only focusing on the journalism side. But I had had the feeling at that moment I need somebody who's more familiar with the audience side. And asked, I asked him, so are you interested in that topic? And that was the beginning of a collaboration that led to a project on audience participation in journalism. Yeah. 
my name is uh, Julius Reimer. I'm also at the Hans Bredo Institute for Media Research in Hamburg uh, as a junior researcher. And, um, well, how did I end up? Basically, uh, Wiebke asked me to apply for the job, and I did, and I was lucky enough to get the job at uh, the... I that saw Julius at a conference presenting something, and I yeah. f immediately thought he would be the right person for that project. So. Yes, and, I, and I, I, I guess I know why, because I was a freshman back then, and I didn't know anything about this harsh... Uh, the distinction between journalism studies being communicator studies and reception studies on the other side. I, I wasn't aware that no one thought of the audience in journalism studies. I thought this would be uh, just, well, um, normal to do it. Um, and so I had some, some, some research together with Klaus Meyer on uh, transparency in journalism and how this affects audience's uh, um, notion of how credible uh, news are. So uh, how, d how does, does uh, transparency increase or um, decrease trust in journalism? Um, and, and I thought, well, uh, this is a really interesting topic. Uh, how does journalism relate to audiences and how do audiences relate to journalism? And uh, when, when I heard of that um, project you were doing immediately sparked my interest and uh, I was very eager to apply for the job and as I said I was uh, lucky enough to get it and that's how I ended up researching um, participation and audiences in general in journalism. Next, we asked them about what they have found out so far from their research and they told us about how much overlapping there is between expectations from audiences and journalists. And to talk about this overlapping, they use the word congruence. In addition, they also say that audiences would like a little bit more transparency on how journalists go about doing their work. So one thing that we found is if you ask journalists what do you want to do with your job so what is your professional self-understanding and ask the same question to audiences so what do you expect from journalism the answers are very congruent so journalists in general want what we associate with objective journalism so that the classical tasks of journalism and most of the audiences expect that as well. So in, in that cases, expectations are very congruent when it comes to what journalism should and what journalists want. We see more um, non-congruence or more not so congruent expectations when it comes to new um, role conceptions. So. But I have to put it differently. So they are also congruent in what journalism should, shouldn't do, what journalists shouldn't do. So audiences not expect so much journalists to engage with audiences or to give them the opportunity to produce own content. So, But when you ask 
active audience members, those who are active in commenting or writing letters to the editor or so, of course, they expect that more, but that is only a small proportion of audiences. If I may add to that, I think it depends on the medium, what you can do to bridge this gap and if you should do anything to bridge this gap at all because uh, congruence uh, will sounds positive but uh, it does not have to be functional it's not so a value in its own yeah so yes yeah. yes like like with good old traditional public uh, audience orientation uh, it's sometime it sounds good somehow but but we all know that for the uh, information function of of uh, journalism it can be disastrous uh, to only uh, tell the stories that the audience uh, wants to read um, so so I think we, we will end up with a differentiation of um, participatory options uh, according to along different media some will be more participation oriented um, and some will be less uh, participation oriented and I think uh, we're still in the process of, of reciprocal uh, adaptation to these new circumstances and uh, journalists have to learn what the audience now expects under these new circumstances and the other way around too and the audience uh, will probably learn um, about what journalists can do at all with the resources they have, with the time they have. Um, and uh, we found in our case studies uh, that that often they say, well, we don't know what they do with our user contributions and, and we, we don't know if, if anyone reads them uh, and, and how they decide whether to publish them on the website or not. Uh, so I think there's some, some in any case, um, journalists and newsrooms should should put some work into explaining their work to the audience and explaining also uh, the constraints that they have in the newsrooms especially when it comes to offering uh, such new participatory functions and options because I think then we, we get some understanding on the side of the audience uh, what is possible what they can offer and what they ca just can't offer because th they don't have the resources and the spectrum is very broad so one of our case studies was the uh, newscast Tagesschau, so the classical German newscast. And of course, they have a certain understanding what that this newscast is about. It's about news, not about opinions. So journalists think that and audience think that as well. So And they also state, so that is not the right medium to participate. I expect certain services from the Tages show, but not that they integrate yeah. opinions by other audience members. So, And it's different when it comes to um, other case studies we also had in, in our approach. One was um, Der Freitag, which is a left-wing, um, more debate-oriented, small weekly paper located in Berlin. So and and they have a different understanding. So that we are about opinions. We are about strong opinions, and that idea makes it much easier to integrate different opinions, also by audience members. So and that maybe shows the broad spectrum we are talking about. So it's not one strategy for every medium or every newsroom, but different strategies with respect to the different audiences that are. Um, using that medium. With new technologies and forms of participation, 
audience research has become more and more important, but Wiebke and Julia stress that we should not necessarily overestimate audience participation. The chair asked us to come up with a bold claim at the end of the discussion, so to say. And I often have the feeling that in, in research, but also in public debates, we overestimate um, the use or the, the value of participation or, um, put it differently, um, have an implicit idea that this is positive in itself. So, and, and I just wanted to challenge that, but that is often the implicit notion that when we try to, um, to look at our findings and, and f find, so it's only a small, a few people that, that are doing these active uh, practices um, and journalists and newspapers or newspapers or newsrooms should do more to engage audiences. So why, yeah. why? So to what end? So not, not, uh, that's not the right way, I think, for every medium. And that's what I mean, we see that journalists themselves overestimate uh, the expectations of their audience towards participation. So uh, um, this, this is one central finding of, of our study. And um, I think this is because, of course, the participating, the active audience, they are maybe a small part but they are very loud so to say so they, they are the ones that that um, uh, that get the attention by journalists and so it's easy to for, for journalists to overestimate uh, their their importance and and their, the size of that part of the audience for example so not only should we not overestimate audience participation but we also need to keep in mind that not all audiences participate equally and some voices get to be heard more than others. Wiebke also pointed out that research has shown that there isn't such a thing as one audience, but rather a fragmented audience. We found in our interviews that journalists learned the same due to social media and these different channels um, where they see that they um, address different audiences via different channels. Due to the feedback they got from Facebook, Twitter, in commentary sections on their own web page and so on and so forth. So this notion of this multiple audiences is not only a theoretical idea of researchers, it is something that journalists know as well and need to deal with in their daily routines because um, in under mass media conditions, they were used to work with the idea of the, the audience. And now things are much more complicated and that's not so easy to deal with. Yeah, they have to struggle yeah. with because yeah. they have to, they, they have very detailed ideas about the expectations mm -hmm. of these different audience segments and they have to balance them somehow, but they don't know how. <laughs> um, who's more important, the, the audience on Facebook or um, the audience on your website, the audience of your core product, which may be TV or uh, radio or the audience paper. which uh, whom we earn money. So yeah. that's an argument as well. Yeah. But journalists have to find ways to deal with this in their daily work. So let's hear how they go about doing this and how important this is to them based on how they understand their role. Individual journalists have different strategies. So a lot of them um, don't read comments so and, and advise that to colleagues as well. And But you find others who say, no, that's very important for me and I... 
would really appreciate tools for examples or technical technical devices or that could help me to make better sense out of our user comments so in these days we try to make sense uh, or try to solve pro technological problems with technology so that that's the main approach yes and, and um, what we see is that we get a division of labor at least in the big mm -hmm. uh, newsrooms that we studied uh, we have social media editors who have a completely different role conception um, than uh, well let's say uh, traditional newscast journalists and the ones uh, editor uh, he, he puts very much emphasis on dialogue and participation with Facebook audiences and considers this, that an important part of his work, uh, while, while the other one, as Wiebke yeah. said, doesn't read comments at all, uh, let alone uh, answers uh, to them. Uh, so, well, some, some I, th I think media will... will, uh, will um, skip some options and, and focus on some options rather than on others and we will have this division of labor uh, as well inside the newsrooms so it's it's multiple differentiation that uh, will happen in the future actually I think. that happened very quickly i i have to say this role differentiation with the newsroom so journalists or journalism is often it's often said they are lacking behind when it comes to innovations i don't see that that way. I think that really happens happened really quickly in in, in the newsrooms that you can can uh, observe these new roles in the newsroom you, you just mentioned. Yes, yeah. at, at, at least in Germany, when you consider yeah. how how people now think businesses should respond to the datification of society, yeah. journalists and and newsrooms have already done that to a great yeah. part. Yeah, it seems that the relationship between audiences and journalists is a very complex one that keeps changing, especially with new technology and applications. This is probably going to continue to be an area of research that will grow. But for now, to wrap up our chat, we asked them what they think is the most pressing question from their perspective as researchers and where they think they will be heading next. Actually, for me, that's a very good question because for me personally, because I'm exactly thinking about what do I want to do next. So I, I do a lot of things, but um, the feeling that I had when I just described at the beginning of the um, interview, that is what I want to do in, in research. And that is a very pressing question. Um, I have the feeling that for me personally, these, these um, issue had come to an end, so to say, mm -hmm. to some extent. Um, yeah, I, I know a lot about it. I wrote a lot about it, but now I have the, the, the idea that I have to do something new, but I'm not sure yet what it is. So um, that is my personal um, perspective. When it comes to journalism research in general, it's so differentiated. You can't. You you can't. You can't um, give one answer that is true for everything. So I, I think what we witness right now is, is, is stronger col collaborations between informatics and journalism research due to all these technological innovations and problems that we address technologically. 
So we are also in a project that uh, together where we are working together with um, computer scientists, trying to make sense out of user comments with with the means of algorithms. So what what are useful tools there? And I really like that work. That is very interesting. Um, and I think we will see more of that collaborations, especially in journalism research, um, as we as both worlds needs each other, so to say. Yeah. Y yes, I can. I can only emphasize that, <laughs> and maybe at that. Personally, I'm. I'm interested in, or. I want want to work on misconceptions of journalism among audiences. So, or which misunderstandings and and maybe um, expectations that are too high are there among audiences regarding journalism and journalists and their work? That was it for today. We hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast. And if you want to know more about the work Wiebke and Julius do, you can check out the Hans Bredow Institute for Media Research website. And if you want to know more about our research at the Journalism Study Center at the University of Vienna, go ahead and poke around on our website, journalismstudies.univie.ac.at. Also that way you get to know the rest of our team, Daniel Nulleke and Hannah Siegel, led by Volker Hanusch. On the website you'll also find our details if you'd like to get in touch with us. We hope you join us again next time. In fact, in our next podcast we will be speaking with Michael Hanischmacher from the University of Passau in Germany. And with him we chat about the special brains of journalists. The music you heard today is from Blue Dot Sessions. We also want to thank Lisa Kiesenhofer for lending her beautiful voice to our signation. My name is Phoebe. And my name is Sandra. Bye. Bye. Bye.